0: Well, this is an interesting memorial that we observe today because Pope Francis wanted it observed or instituted as a permanent obligatory memorial only about two months ago. So there isn't any the lectionary and everything. Else, you got. I had to print stuff off from the from the USCCB from the United States uh, Bishops website, and I, I didn't even actually realize it was going to be there today. It was just by dumb luck because even looking in the Ordo, it says it's a different you know. And then, uh, so just by chance, I I looked on the website, um, and then I realized, oh look at look at this, this is a different. What's going on there? And I had, and then I Googled it, you know. So Google taught us how to do how to observe the liturgy today pretty well. We see the birth of the church yesterday, and it's just kind of a continuation of it today. All right, of course, it's sort of in a certain sense, Pentecost Sunday is the birth of the church. And we see the birth of the Church also in our reading from the Gospel of John that we see today, because when Christ's side is pierced, out flow blood and water. And the traditional interpretation is that this is an allusion to the story of Adam and Eve, and when Eve was created from Adam's side. And so Christ is the new Adam, and from his side comes the new Eve, which is the Church. Um the church being born of the sacraments represented by the blood for the Eucharist and the water for baptism. Also, though, we see how Mary plays an important role in all of this because it's very interesting. John, the son of Zebedee, the author of the fourth gospel, never refers to himself by name throughout the course of the gospel. He always refers to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. And it's not a... It's not an ego trip that John is going on. What he's doing is is very deep. There's a mystic significance to it. Because what he wants us to do is to read ourselves in place of him. Okay, So John becomes, as it were, every disciple. He becomes every follower of Christ. And every follower of Christ is beloved. And is called to be close to him. And to lean on his bosom. And the Eucharistic Supper, just like... Um, John did in relation to Christ. Uh, and so, in this passage, when Jesus says to his beloved disciple, Behold your mother, we also should be able to look at Mary and say, Oh, Jesus is giving Mary to us, to me, as my mother. She's giving; He's giving Mary to the whole church as our mother. And so that's why we see in the first reading, very interesting in the book of Acts, it says they're praying for the Holy Spirit, but they're there, and it's and they're praying with Mary and other relatives of Christ. But it, it kind of emphasizes, or it's a slight emphasis on Mary because she's the last significant person mentioned by name in the passage. You might kind of miss it, uh, but what's neat uh, is in our tradition, our tradition is always a sure guide to the correct interpretation of the Bible, In our tradition we see an artwork uh, the day of Pentecost and there's all the disciples around the flames coming down on their heads. But Mary's always depicted as being right in the center of them. So if anybody's ever seen some traditional artwork of the day of Pentecost, Mary is always, she's right in the center of the scene and then all the disciples are around her and they're all receiving the, the fire of the Holy Spirit. So the art Tradition really kind of interprets, and I think correctly so, what's going on at Pentecost. Mary is the main power that's there, that's drawing down the Holy Spirit through her prayers. And we get that from the book of Acts, but you you might miss it, though, so you have to just understand that the Scripture has got deeper meaning when you understand the reality of the Incarnation. Mary's special role... In the incarnation of Christ, her special relationship to Jesus, her special relationship to Jesus's followers, so forth and so on. When you get when you really understand that, then you can kind of see how Mary on the day of Pentecost really did play a central role. She was the she was the main vessel through which the grace of Pentecost was bestowed and, and given to the apostles because of her powerful prayers. And now that she is assumed into heaven. Her prayers for the church are all the more powerful. So today we thank God that He's given to us as disciples, He's given to us as the church, uh, such a powerful intercessor, um, someone who cares about us very intimately, uh, just with the, with the kind of the, that kindness and the care and the attention to detail that a mother has for her for her child. So Mary has that for each one of us and for the church as a whole. So let us entrust ourselves to her prayers and to her maternal solicitude this day as we celebrate Mary, the mother of the church.